Oh, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I got something funny to play for you. I'm, I I just looked at it before I hit record. Um, this is the beauty of TikTok. You just come across these random videos. Here's a guy. This is some event. Don't don't take this the wrong way, audience. This is uh, some sort of black event. You know, I don't know if it's a wedding. Okay, it's his church here. Hashtag church singer. High note, male vocalist. People are dressed up. Uh, to me, it looks like it could have been a wedding reception. But it looks like, it, okay, so they're at church. Listen to this. <laughs> I wish you could see this guy. It's a pretty stout man. Just a stout guy hitting that note. And then there's this one older guy who turns his head around when he hits that note. It's just so funny, and the comments are hilarious. The dude in the back was like, I ain't heard that note since the early 1900s. <laughs> Let me read another comment. <laughs> My head would have turned like that, too. Um, <laughs> this note alone got me feeling saved. Uh, man said, wait a minute now. <laughs> Let me play it for you again. It's so good. <laughs> One of my other favorite comments was, uh, it was like, he knew he was going in. <laughs> Dude knew he was about to go in. Um, at the Coach Wesley, Wesley spelled W-E-S-L-E-E -E on TikTok. Oh, when you hit them with a note and their whole head turn around. All right, that's what it's all about. Thanks for bearing with me on that. I needed a laugh. That's good. I'm studying for the bar exam, so I really needed that. It's intense. It's good. It's going to be great. That's in five weeks. But I'm still putting out these episodes because I really care about the connection I'm hopefully making with you. And I just want this podcast to be great. As I've said, in August, once the bar is behind me, I'm going to work on getting more high-profile guests. And I've got a lot of great people in mind. And I'm going to have better content, and I'm going to really flesh this thing out and make it what it should be. So, again, thank you for being a listener. It means a lot, and I have great uh, plans for this podcast. Okay, what are those plans? Simply to find out what I think on the hottest issues facing our country of our time. And also to see if I can play some small role in helping people on different sides of these issues understand them a little bit better and hopefully understand each other a little bit better. Yeah, that's it. And so the, the effort here is called Searching for Political Identity. Why? You know, I always voted blue. I, Obama, Obama twice, Hillary, and then Joe. Um, sure, I would vote for like the right Republican, I suppose, but... You know, that situation doesn't seem like it's going to happen anytime soon. I don't know. And it's not that I hated everything that Trump did. It's not that I can't recognize that there was relative stability under Trump. And things were pretty good, honestly. Despite all his personal flaws and all the tensions that he inflamed, I'm, I'm willing to admit that, but... I could never vote for a guy like him. 
like I think he's funny as hell, but he appointed judges that who 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 have intellect that I respect. But here's what here's what it gets into for me is LGBTQ. I understand that there's a conversation to be had about can you go too far in terms of educating kids on transgender issues and this and that and you know there's a, as with any issue there's a discussion to be had about what's appropriate but at the end of the day maybe it's just because I'm Jewish but I understand what it's like to be a minority and to be feel persecuted and who who is anyone to judge someone for being themselves and so I understand that a lot of people on the right would say, look, it's a question of authenticity and is there any inauthenticity in some of this woke movement? And so to the degree that there's some inauthenticity, you know, that's fine to, to question that. But look, transgender people exist, guys. Gay people exist. And I'm just not going to be on the side of exclusion. And so I wrote a note about the Texas Republican platform just making a statement saying that uh, gay, uh, homosexuality is abnormal. Really interesting. And not surprising, but there's a group, I think they're called the uh, Texas Log Cabin Republicans or something like that. But I think they're like a gay group but they're like really subtle about it, like really subtle about it. And I think that's their whole point. Their whole point is, hey, you don't have to go say, you don't have to say gay everywhere you go. They're like uh, supporters of the don't, the quote, don't say gay bill in Florida. They're, they're these kind of uh, Republican gay people who say, look, you can be Republican. And these are the type of people I should reach out to. And, and talk about searching for political identity. There, there's a CNN article that said, Democrats are losing a lot of Asian American voters. Okay, so this whole thing about demographics, it all ties into searching for political identity. So these log cabin Republicans released a statement and said, inclusion wins, and it's about winning. And uh, to me, it's about morality. And now certainly to these Republicans... They would say, look, it's about morality. So this is about whose morality. And so, look, it's a fight about morality. It's Some people think that people being themselves is immoral. And I just say, how could that be? Now, the question is, is it abnormal? Because that's what the language said. And so, in, inspired by that, I actually tweeted. I said, is it unethical and or unfair? to call homo to label homosexuality abnormal. And it's an interesting question and look, here's the deal. They want to take away the legal protections or the special privileges as they would call it. Certainly they want to take away gay marriage. And here here's what I'll say. I understand that gay marriage was not a fundamental right at the time at the founding of our country and you could make legitimate intellectual legal arguments for why a Supreme Court mandated gay marriage should be overturned. I understand that. You can make arguments that way. Legitimate ones. All I'm going to say is I I have no problem, number one, with people being themselves. 
and living their lives and being treated fairly. And it's pretty much that simple. Um, so that's where I come down. So that's it. I'm searching for political identity. And at the end of the day, I cannot ultimately really consider being part of a group that would treat people who are doing nothing but being themselves in a way that is disrespectful. Okay? So that's really the main issue that's going to keep me from being a Republican. Uh, what else do I have to say to you? And this will be a quick episode because i got to get back to studying. Look, I've, I've done a lot of episodes on critical race theory. I think it's incredibly illuminating and divisive at the same time. So I really do think there's a culture war going on, and I'm not putting all the blame on the on the conservatives by any means. So I I continue to search for political identity on many of these issues. For example, yesterday was June uh, Juneteenth, and happy Juneteenth to everybody who celebrates. But it's a controversial concept, isn't it? Just like. Right? If you're the average white guy, you're like, what do you mean Juneteenth? Why do I got to celebrate Juneteenth now? I thought we had one Independence Day. And I thought we had one national anthem. So this is, these are all areas where we got to tread carefully and not rush to judgment about where the other side is coming from. Let's try to understand each other. I'll say a few final words about Trump and then I'll wrap this up. And thank you guys again so much for being listeners. Whoo, Trump, man. This is a guy who was widely known to be a joke among people who knew him on the East Coast, this and that. Okay, whatever. All the baggage, the character flaws. Okay, who am I to judge? So he comes into the presidency. I didn't vote for him. I thought he was unfairly harassed. I thought he was unfairly, to be honest with you. Divisive, uh a flamethrower, but you know what? I think people treated him unfairly, to be freaking honest with you. Okay. Did he deserve a lot of it? Yes. But, so there was an irony there, this tension. Then COVID happens. He responds very poorly to it. He didn't lead very well at all. Uh, very, he, let's be, he, he, he really did downplay it. And that was a huge mistake. He failed to lead at the time when it mattered most. And then, of course, the election lie. I mean, so, look, man, Oof, poor Merrick Garland. I don't know. Seems like great arguments to prosecute him, great arguments not to. I mean, because Trump knew, he's a shrewd guy. He knew that, he's, he's like, what are you going to prosecute me, a former president? He's daring him. And I wonder in his mind if he didn't just say, you know what, they screwed me on the way in, so I'm screwing them on the way out. And is it really just as simple as that? So I don't know. It's a crazy time, man. There's a lot of people who believe anything Trump says. There's a lot of people who subscribe to the QAnon theory. It's alive and well. Truth Social is a place, you know, not for the faint of heart. I don't know. There's a lot of bullshit on Twitter, too. I don't, so I don't know. Whoa, we got, we got a fractured society. And uh, Trump has poured gasoline on it. There's no doubt. But so my point about Trump is I think he he was treated unfairly. And and so I, the, I use the word irony because he starts it. They start it. it who, you, you can't even tell after a while. But 
No one's giving each other a fair shot. No one's no one's really operating in good faith when it comes to Trump. Neither his critics or him. So it's uh, ultimately you got to blame him for that reason. You got to blame him. Okay. And the reason I say that is because it's the onus is then on you to break the cycle, to man up, and take charge of your reputation, and reach out to a voter like me. But he never did it. So if he gets prosecuted, Lawrence Tribe said he doesn't question the potential for significant civil unrest if he does get prosecuted or indicted, whatever the term is. I should know, right? I'm studying for the bar. Haven't gotten to Crim Pro yet. But Lawrence Tribe says do it anyway because the greater risk is doing nothing in light of this conduct. So, wow, we got crazy times and uh, something tells me I'm not going to be the only one searching for political identity in the months and years ahead. Just a fascinating time. Hopefully we're not on the verge of a second civil war. Hopefully we're going to find a way to talk to each other, to keep the lines of communication open. Fuck, and, and move forward with respect and dignity and try to get a little better every day, man. Shit. Sounds corny. That's what I got to do to get to the point where I'm going to pass this exam. I don't know. It's a really tough call. But how could you be searching for political identity when one party's basically supporting Trump's behavior? It's outrageous. Let's just say what it is. It's outrageous. But as I said, Trump was a victim too. But two wrongs don't make a right. And so for that reason, I put my support behind Liz Cheney and all these people standing up. You know, that's what I, that's the kind of Republican I would be if I were to do Thanks for listening. Have a great week.